Hello and welcome to the Spooky Screen, a horror movie podcast where five friends get together and talk about movies. This episode we are discussing the 2020 version of Candyman, directed by Nia DaCosta and produced by Jordan Peele and his Monkey Paw production. So the gimmick tonight is that between the five of us, we're going to play a little game. Each of us has bought the Bean Boozled Jelly Beans, which, if you don't know them, they're basically a bunch of jelly beans that uh, you either eat, like, a normal flavor or you eat a disgusting flavor. And there's, like, toasted marshmallow, there's stink bug, there's dead fish, there's all that type of stuff. So the point is, we're all going to take account of how many times we say the name of this movie. And by the fifth time, every time after the fifth time, someone has to eat a jelly bean. Just like the movie when you get to the fifth name, (laughs) the bad guy comes and kills you. Uh, We're going to do the same thing. So that's that's the gimmick we're playing tonight. Tonight joining me is the host. You know him and love him. We got Nick. Ayo. We got David. Hey, everyone. We got Steven. Candyman, 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 Candyman. Damn it. (laughs) Steven has already foiled all of us because I introduced the movie saying the name, then he said it four more times. So we're already at five. So the next person that says the name of the movie will have to eat a jelly bean and suffer the consequences or be rewarded. Who knows? Just like this movie, who knows what the Candyman is doing? Ah, damn it! (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm eating one. You have to spin, right? Or you just no? I'm just picking up. Um, Yeah, just go at random. What what color? I think it's toothpaste. So it was either berry blue jelly bean or toothpaste. Oh god, yeah, it tastes just like toothpaste. It wasn't so bad, but it was definitely toothpaste tasting. All right, right, so who's who? Stephen Wemp. Then we got our friend Johnny. It is I, the man of candy. (laughs) All right, Johnny. Candy man. Johnny, eat it. Eat jelly bean. Go for it. It's not fair because we know the blue one is actually okay. Well, just pick up. No, they have two different pick. flavors. Blind yeah, but pick. Berry Bliss or Toothpaste, that kind of works both. All right, bl- blind pick. All right, I'm that. doing, I'm doing, uh, it's going to be either birthday cake or dirty dishwasher. <laughs> oh. oh, gosh. Oh! <laughs> I got to assume oh. that's dirty dishwasher. <laughs> Is that bad? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, do the toothpaste just in case. <laughs> I hope it's toothpaste. Oh, it is. Oh, my God. Thank God it's toothpaste, too. <laughs> that was so gross. This is going to be awful. That's why he can't say his name. Um, wow, I learned my lesson really quickly. So, now that we've introduced the gimmick and the host. How did they make that? I don't know. Some poor guy in a lab had to come up with it. Oh my imagine, god, could imagine, you imagine being the taste tester? Listen to this. Imagine being one of those like straight A kids in high school <laughs> and you go and you do your like PhD in chemical engineering and your life's work is making dirty dishwasher flavor for Jelly Bean Company. It is you you sir deserve the deepest ring of hell. 
I will never <laughs> forgive you. That was worse than any horror movie. Oh, man. Unbelievable. Honestly, it's amazing. Unbelievably accurate. <laughs> I feel like I stuck my face in a diner sink. Jeez. One barf? Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, all right, all I might right. throw up. I'm all not right. even capping. Now that we've introduced the gimmick and the host, we're going to do our, our infamous five-sentence spoiler, where we all go around and spoil the movie, and uh, we try to keep it within five sentences, where we each do one sentence. So we're going to start with Nick. Start off the movie. What happens? Um, Anthony McCoy, who is a pretty renowned artist, is already at a point where he's struggling in his career, and he is a member of his girlfriend's studio and he is looking for a brand new inspiration that comes in the form of the man who gives candy when he is told the legend by a man in a laundromat all right david uh nick ended with the the legend that he gets from the laundromat guy so oh god what happens next uh <laughs> oh my god we're we're in for a night all right uh Anthony gets obsessed with the legend and he kind of gets possessed with these like images that he has to create and they're really violent depictions of uh, black men getting brutalized and it all leads up to the gallery opening. Yeah, Anthony's artwork based around this urban legend of this horror villain of the movie that we are discussing tonight um, unleashes the, uh, the monster upon a bunch of attendees and triggers basically um, a lot of notoriety for him in the wake of the killings. Um, and he undergoes, starts to undergo a physical transformation from the beasting that he suffered um as the movie continues okay johnny following their death he continues to pursue the legend as he begins to realize he may be tormented by it and um falls into what he realizes is a trap by the laundromat master uh who has a ceremony planned at the existing church from the first movie. As Tony begins to realize that he was the baby from the first movie and the legend of Candyman. Johnny. Oh, <laughs> Alex. Did you mean to say that? Jeff? No. Oh. <laughs> no. Johnny said the name. <laughs> Face the consequences. Oh, no. Uh, one do I have to you can't do though? blue or white. Just take one at random. Just uh, do the little spinner, Johnny. You should try. It keeps landing on the same one. You should go for barf. It could be peach. Peach or barf. That's a, that's a toss-up. Um, I, might, I might vomit. I can't oh, liver and onions? <laughs> a booger. What does a booger taste like? I don't want to know, bro. Pick your nose and find no, out. No, I'm going to do it. Oh, dead fish? Juicy Ew. pear. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if it's making you gag, you don't have to finish eating it. It's already done its job. I didn't. I didn't. I don't finish it. I get it in my mouth. I'm vomiting. I'm guessing oh. it was booger. 
Yep. Did it taste what like a, a booger? What, is a, what does a booger taste like? It tasted not too dissimilar from dirty dishwasher, to be honest. <laughs> is it just salty? Someone's just... copying. Oh, it is not work. salty, Nick. Salty would be refreshing here. Uh, it's something. I think it's all just gross. I think these are all just gross. That'd be the ultimate trick. So, the, 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 so as as he realizes that Tony is actually part of the legend, Anthony. The Anthony. I called him Tony. That's, That's fine. fine. We're, on a, we're on a first name basis. <laughs> okay, thing, okay, so. okay. Actually, the guy from the laundromat does call him Tony. Well, because the exactly. mom calls so, him Tony, then. So ultimately, he realizes he's falling into the trap of this ritual uh, from the laundromat person, and he's being brought back to the situation from his uh, infancy, uh, which intends to continue the legacy of mm-hmm. the man of the candies. Yeah. That so does not count. I will not eat another one. No, it doesn't count. Um, so I will finish this off. His his girlfriend kind of stops the ceremony by killing the laundromat guy, but then the police come in and shoot Anthony anyway, and she is arrested and bring the girlfriend into the police car and they are trying to coerce her into tell to telling a story that uh i what would you say um make paints them in a good light instead of shooting an innocent man and the girlfriend instead asks to look in the the rearview mirror of the car the police lets the girlfriend do that and she says the urban legend's name five times thus summoning anthony resurrect it as the man of candy who then kills all the police officers. And as he kills the police officers, he's transforming into the previous black men brutalized from the past, all the way leading up to our favorite or my favorite Tony Todd. And then he, he wants the girlfriend to spread his name across the city. Yeah, spread the word. Spread who, who the word. That? And then, and then credits. Who so was that? The, the man of candy. Oh, <laughs> you tried. You or, tried. I'm sorry. I'm looking, and he specifically says, "Tell everyone." Oh yeah, tell everyone. So that's our five cent spoiler. That wasn't that bad, honestly. I feel like that was the most um, co- co- coherent version. We've definitely done worse. So now we're going to move on to: Did you like the movie, or did you not like the movie? And I'm very curious to hear what everyone has to say. Because we all actually went to the theaters to see this. Some of us hasn't been to the theaters in a year. Uh, so we all went out there and, and, and saw it, maybe except for one person who watched it on cam footage. I uh, will not name names or point fingers. But we, we felt compelled to watch this movie because we, it was one of our first episodes we ever did in the podcast. So it kind of worked out perfectly. So the first person I'm going to pick on is David under the bus. After watch after watching it, you know, this is the first movie I've seen in a theater since went through the pandemic. And uh it was interesting cuz it was only like uh I went with Johnny and it was at night. It was only like a couple people in the theater. So I, I still don't think I got like that humming theater experience you know when like the the theater's packed and you're like with a group of people watching this movie and Mm -hmm. there's like a 
it was like a shared experience, but it was really we, nice. We held hands though. <laughs> yeah, we, were, we, we kissed a little bit. It was kind of nice. <laughs> oh man, it was a nice date. I haven't been out in a while. Are you guys avoiding talking about the movie? You're talking more about your date. Well, you I'm just saying. I have to eat one more of these disgusting <laughs> things. You know. By the way, I think I figured out a life hack. I think there's tonal differences between the two flavors. I I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> I think so. But I'm interested in you testing out this theory. Um, <laughs> David, movie. Yeah, and Come on. Uh, we're, we're, I mean, we're, we're rushing through this. Come we're on, David. You're tiptoeing into the episode. You're tiptoeing around it. I feel like. Oh no! I mean, I just wanted to. You, you made the point of you made the point of that we all went to the theaters to see it. So I was just trying to recant my my experience. So I think seeing it in the theaters heightened it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, I did like the movie. I did okay. like Candyman, and I and I will eat a, I, I will eat a, a jelly bean. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, I'm yeah. making. Uh, You're making a point. I'm making a point. Oh damn! I got rotten eggs and buttered popcorn. <laughs> uh, all right, don't feel me now. Please don't be rotten egg. He's not coughing, so it must be buttered popcorn. He likes it. The thing is, I'm scared that it is rotten egg. And <laughs> and that you like egg. it? <laughs> He's like, it, 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 it so kind of tastes like Brussels sprouts. <laughs> David, on what? A what? God's green earth. You try a rotten egg and you tell me what it tastes no. like. It tastes like it tastes like old broccoli. <laughs> if I'm being what honest, what does old broccoli taste like? I, well, apparently, kind. with rotten egg, like a, like a, like a sulfuric. Taste. I get it. It's the Brussels sprout smell, though, like when you roast. Mm-hmm. So uh, you probably got a rotten egg then. That's yeah. the smell you get when he's around. That wasn't that bad. David, David doesn't hate it, so. No, that wasn't that bad. Um, oh, lucky. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I was going to bet the what? poison. Enter my territory, okay? <laughs> Booger and dirty dishwasher. Well, I didn't say the name again. Um, so you ultimately liked the movie. Give me a, give me a reason why. I, I definitely liked the experience of the theater. Um, well, your company was good too, so it helps. And and I and I enjoyed watching the movie. You got funny. a little, you got a little action too. <laughs> I so got a little something on this. Makes it uh, a little better. So the movie, David, you're you're describing right, everything yeah. but the movie. Oh my uh, gosh. <laughs> but the so theater is part of the experience that you yeah, made. I mean, this is this is our first uh, theater movie that we're. I felt my wallet become very empty going to the theater. <laughs> Did you get popcorn oh, yeah. and soda? Well, also the tickets are like fifteen dollars now. Yeah, to keep them alive. Yeah, so I will say, I mean, the whole movie is like really well done, really well shot. The scenes were really well done. It just was really engaging. It wasn't, it wasn't, I didn't find myself bored at all. I was really kind of into it. Um, I actually liked the gore. I was, I haven't seen like a gory movie in a while. And it was also just kind of fun just to see those like, movie gore you know it, where it's not like torture gore it's just kind of like kill bill like it's almost like not comical but you know what i mean like almost like a comic book like mm-hmm. where it's like there's not that much blood in the human body yeah you know okay okay so david liked it yeah i'm gonna and... say i liked it but just for me from comparing it to the original candy man oh, whoa, 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 whoa. he said, just, just... said it he said it he said oh it. you oh, did oh, say right. it david Oh, that's right. All right. Man, two in a row. 
Oh, but who's goes, the little bit? Oh, wow. Woo. Oh. What you got, David? Oh, I got pomegranate or old bandage. I, I hope you get old bandage. <laughs> what does old bandage taste like? Is it like blood in here? Oh, no, I got pomegranate. Nice. Oh, David. Lucky. Yeah. You, were, you, reward, you were rewarded instead of killed. All right, so we're balanced out now. So the next person who's eating a jelly bean is going to get a bad no, it, sure. it's been it's been three bad ones and one good one. I'm I'm moving on to uh, David's theater mate and slash um, lover boy, steady going steady maybe. Um, Johnny, movie did husband. You, did you like the movie or did you not like the movie? Let me ask your answer your question with a question. Okay. What do you think? I think. Okay. I, I, I think. Answered. I think. You liked it, is my guess. I did like it. Oh, wow. I did like it. Um, I liked it a lot, actually. Wow. A lot, a lot. Um, I mean, I guessed that, but I, I'm, I'm surprised, I guess, a little bit. I I would say my only, my only hesitation... Wait, first tell me why you liked it, though. Uh, okay. I mean, the Don't Say Fair the enough. Theater experience, that, that's a no, that's a, that's a no-brainer. <laughs> David's already got into full detail. Theater plus, but um, I mean the movie picks up on a good movie, so it's, it has movie? a good has a good foundation. The movie, and <laughs> I think I you know the uh, first off I loved the cast, like mm. especially the lead. Uh, what's the actor's name? I, I don't know. Um, uh, uh, I don't want to. I feel like okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Yahya, yeah, sorry, Yahya Abdul Mateen II. I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. I'm just trying to do um, it phonetically. I, no, that's I, how it is. It's Yahya. Yahya, Yahya. It says Abdul. it's pronounced Yahya. Oh, Yahya. Yahya was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the whole cast was awesome. Uh, I did appreciate it was an all black cast. Most like I thought that was awesome. Like really heavily led. Um, I think the the quality of the movie, like the like, quite literally the the quality of the film, like it was high resolution. The cinematography and the shots were exactly the aesthetic I like. Like perfect focus moments, the cutscenes, the the composition, the background, everything was like spot on. The the sound, like it, aesthetically, artistically, as like a like an architect and a very mm-hmm. visual person, it like perfect exactly what i want from a movie um and then the story i i thought i don't find sequels too convincing typically uh i thought for me this was a great sequel like like what a great sequel honestly like so many times these sequels are ruined in my opinion and i i I maybe take a little bit of issue with some of the resolution of the the ritual but like i overall like i can't really complain i thought that was a great sequel so like Mm -hmm. all the foundations were there um you know it picked up on all the themes and it left you know it had its own twist on everything yeah um, i like that it was scary and it and it kept the authentic um you know blank man was one of the first movies called that blank man blank, blank man's man. a completely different movie thank you uh, very much okay Okay, David. Eat a jelly bean, <laughs> and, I'll, eat a jelly bean and I'll say it. <laughs> I did um, eat a jelly bean. 
you one for me. If anyone wants to take my jelly bean, I'll say it. The first one was the first movie like in an urban setting during daytime. And I love that they kept some of that theme. Mm-hmm. Like things can be scary all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, and that's a social, like the one thing I, it's hard to wrestle with is like, it's very heavily draped in a social commentary, mm-hmm. which I think it did a really good job at, but it's also so saturated. It's, 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 it's literally in your face. That's part of the movie. Um, yeah. So it's not so abstract. Yeah. Uh, which, which has its benefits and negatives, I think. But overall, I think the, the scary level and the way that it brings these things into issue and the violence level was like, it's all balanced really well. Like in my opinion for me, and that says a lot because I'm not a big horror movie fan, but I, you say that, but you like a lot of these movies we watch. I do, I do, but I, I would say like I didn't ever have to close my eyes in this movie. I wasn't scared like a jump scare thing. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I held. You I a could enjoy. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, David. That was, He's that like, was I cradled you a little. That was an intimate moment. Um, but for real, I, I felt like I I could enjoy the scare. Which is I can't usually say that. Like I could stay engaged and focused and knew that it wasn't going to be um, off putting or too much. Yeah, and it, and it never failed yeah. me. It worked it was every a fun time. Ride. Um, so like I, to me, it just like it did everything right, really. And to be honest, the reason why I said I guess that you would like it is because of the aesthetics alone. Yeah. Even the type, even the type that they used oh, yeah, for all the credits, cool. everything. I mean, the like all the, the paper, all the cut paper stuff. It's a highly stylized movie. I mean, the movie was gorgeous, and and the acting was so good, in my opinion. Like these these guys, like especially the lead, in my opinion, like I loved him. Even the, the minor like, characters, totally like the brother's boyfriend, was really funny. They were all great. Great. Well, that's two likes. Um, we'll get into a little bit later. Uh. And between Nick and Steven, do either of you want to go make Steven go? Steven, yeah. you go. Steven, you want to go first? And yeah. don't I want you to be honest. Yeah, I'll go. So I and ultimately say the name. No, David. People don't <laughs> people don't even remember what movie we're talking about. Oh, David, they know David what we're mad. talking about. David is mad. <laughs> David is mad. I had two good ones. <laughs> David, every time every time you remind us to say the name. <laughs> Then we remember to not say the name. Yeah, you so got to best... let it happen naturally. Oh, that's true. That's true. Okay. 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 Keep going. All right. This is how we get Johnny like six more times. Uh, anyways, I, I I like the movie. Um, and Stephen, I, I don't know what movie you're talking about. Anyways, <laughs> I cannot I, understand. I watched it. Om- I watched it almost a week ago. I watched it on Friday by myself when it first came out, and. I had quite a bit of time to think about it, and I, I actually went back and forth, and I was like, did I like it? Did I not like it? But the thing that I come back to, keep coming back to, is how it made me react at the very end of the movie. I saw this movie in theaters. I saw it in the Dolby Theater. If you guys haven't experienced Dolby yet, I highly recommend it. Like, the sound, like, literally rattles your spine. Um, They're great. And I'm not going to spoil it here. We could talk about it later, but... The moment that I kept coming back to was at the very end of the movie. I was waiting for this moment to happen. And when it happened, I wanted to get up from my seat and applaud because I was so glad that they didn't let the movie uh, go without letting this one moment happen. I don't know. Should I just say it? Go ahead. Say it. Tony Todd basically makes his first and final appearance in the movie. And I... And I, I have gripes about that, but I also was like, okay, they saved that moment. They made it work. And I felt like standing up and applauding. Um, 
but I was also the only one in the movie. So, <laughs> so it was like, you know, I, I, at the end of the day, the movie thrilled me and the ending really, you know, landed that final good punch in the gut. And for that reason, I just have to say that I like, I like this movie. Okay. So you yeah. like the movie because of one scene. For me, the ending is probably the most important scene of the entire movie. And if you can stick, stick such to the landing. You're such a dude. What? It's like, all about okay. the ending. Well, you, what? okay. What's your, what's your favorite movie then, huh, Johnny? <laughs> Here we go. He's not even I'm... getting it. <laughs> Here it is. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, uh, deep into the podcast, are it's, all, it's all about the journey. It's not about just the ending, if you know what I mean. I know. I, the movie oh. is really, really well made, but the ending is what got me at the end mm-hmm. so okay it stuck yeah. the ending for you got it yeah it did all right nick that's that's three likes are you willing to go against the crowd or did you just adore this movie so much that you can't i was really struggling on my opinion of this movie oh and by the way nick may or may not have seen this in the theater oh um, yeah give it away <laughs> um so i struggled with whether or not i like this movie it was pretty hard. So I'll ultimately say that I'll put myself in the like column, uh-huh. but I just barely like this movie. Okay. Really? Yeah. Um, and What's, What put a bad taste in your mouth? It's not that this movie does anything wrong in particular. It's To me, it's the fact that this was kind of like a cult classic B-level horror movie. And now it's like a giant Hollywood sequel. So it loses a lot of that charm. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of like what makes it special kind of lost it. And I applaud the cast. The cast was very well done. Uh, I'm, I love how connected the story was. That was very well done. Like, like they did fantastic there. Um, I understand that the legend of Candyman is in Nick. Damn it. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. I have to eat three. Nick has to eat three because he's been eating these all his life and he's grown a tolerance to them. So oh, uh, right. there's no shot that you're a dollar to three of these. <laughs> the dude's about to vomit. Alright, so I'm going to take what I hope is peach, chocolate pudding, and top <laughs> banana. Oh, which man. means that the Ooh. bad things it can be is possibly pencil shavings, canned dog food. <laughs> And barf. Oh yeah, uh, all three. Maybe you should donate one. Do I have to do all three at once, or do I do one at a time? All three at once. Oh, oh gosh, God. Oh, the bad is gonna right. No matter what, if I get one bad one, it automatically yeah. cancels out the two good I have. But if they all suck, oh my god, taste it one at a time. That's like the slow night. Yeah, I I have to know which what they are, and then I'll eat them all. All right, all, all, right, anyway. all right, all right. So let's do what I hope is chocolate pudding. <laughs> Oh, it's canned dog food. <laughs> oh, oh, I would taste like dog food so well. It it's, tastes like the smell of dog all right, food. Nick, like, I'm, not it, gonna, I'm not gonna make you try the other two. It's no, like, no, no, we are going to. It tastes like the smell of wet dog food. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah, so nasty. That's the worst, right. one of the worst. You know what? I want. I think we should just make Stephen eat one because he's on his little high horse, thinking he's better than everyone. <laughs> I just gotta wait. I just gotta wait. Wait it out. All right. So the next one is. We need to suffer. Like I suffered. <laughs> oh, so let's just get barf out the way. <laughs> oh, wait, you're, you're gonna eat all three? Yeah. 
Nick, how did you develop a tolerance? <laughs> no, this is Peach. Oh, it's, nice. It's Peach. It's, it's cool. Nice. Uh, so it's not that I have it, like, I know that there are some pretty, like, wacky flavors. Like, I kind of made myself go, like, my grandmother bought me, like, one of those really big jugs of this. And, like, my grandmother was like, don't just leave it sitting around. Like, you should eat those. But she did. She thought it was just regular jelly beans. So, like, I didn't want to waste my grandmother's money. So I made myself eat these pretty frequently That's to make sure I went through the whole jug. You're so sweet, Nick. And then she, she, just eats told one, she eats a nasty one. She's like, Nick, you made him go bad. <laughs> she beats you. All right, Nick, what's the last one? Uh, the last one is I hope top banana. All right, do it. What is it? Top banana or, or pencil, pencil shavings. shavings. Oh, God, I hope it's pencil shavings. What is pencil shavings? No, it's, shavings? it's banana. Oh, man. One bad, two good. Nice. I still have the taste of canned dog food in my mouth. Yeah, now I have to eat them all at the same bad. time. So hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the dog food doesn't get canceled out. It doesn't get, get canceled. You took like a little bite of each. Yeah, I bit each one in half. <laughs> and the dog food's really overwhelming. Oh, where's gosh. My, where's my drink? Oh, man, I'm loving this gimmick. Yeah, this uh, is. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, all right. So, Nick, so like your, I was saying, finish your thought. If we don't finish oh, these, I'm going to give them to my niece and nephews next time I see them because they love jelly beans. Oh, I feel like I'm going to have dog food on my breath. My dog's going to love me. So this movie did a lot of things right, mm-hmm. but it lost a lot of its charm because it's a big Hollywood sequel. Um, and I understand that bigotry is a big part of the legend, mm-hmm. but as a black man in America, I don't need to see a lot of racial bigotry like in my face even more like i already see that as my everyday i don't need to see it in my movies at the same time like i'm trying to escape that and that like because they at the end they pretty blatantly shoot him just to shoot him i feel because they're like oh no black man boom and i'm like this is okay like look i get it but that's this is 2021 it's like i i understand that there's a lot of racial injustices you know it's hard to say you know that's still that it still holds true today but the way it happened was so like old 90s like melodramatic yeah uh the last thing that i'll say is i the pacing of this movie was god awful Mm -hmm. they spent so much time trying to develop anthony as a character only to get rid of him and then they had to cram the whole like last 10 minutes of the legend of the man who sells candy like it's the last 10 minutes of the movie like, they're just like, oh, no, all these things are happening. Oh, no, he's finally come to life. Here he is, the end. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, that's it? Like, the, you're telling me, like, I went through so much exposition and, like, so much buildup for 10 minutes. Like. Yeah. Okay. So, like, this movie, I appreciate it because it connected, like I said, it connected to the original very well. It, um, it re- very much respected the source material that it came from. Yeah um so nick did you did you actually like this movie because yes but just like i said just barely okay. i can't say i don't like this movie because i do like it and i can appreciate it very much um but there's just a lot to me that personally holds it holds it back from being a fantastic movie okay i could ag- i could agree with some of Nick's. all right so and we'll get back to them don't worry so that's four likes out of five and it's my turn i was hoping that someone Someone would uh would dislike the movie, but that's okay. So as soon as I finished watching this movie, I liked it. But there was something that kind of like was nagging at me the entire time, and it kind of picked at, away at me 
as the days dragged on. And now I can say that I did not like the movie. So, like everyone said, every, there's so much to love about the movie. All the cast is fantastic. The, the acting is great. Nia DaCosta's directing and cinematography is excellent. And a majority of the writing is really good. I love how they tied it to the original and how they fleshed it out more. And I like that there was like reoccurring themes from the movie, like how Anthony's a, an artist and how the Tony Todd, I don't remember his original character's name, um, but he was an artist too. So I liked that type of stuff. I, lo- I liked all that, but the what really did me in was the, and maybe people can clear it up for me, but the lack of consistency in the rules of the urban legend and also the the bluntness of the message what do you mean the rules like for for example she the girlfriend's everyone that says um the man the the man candy the urban legend's name five just times is killed just say it don't no, be a baby no 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 I, I want it to be i want it to be real when i say mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. so so anyone that says the urban legend five times in a row is killed right the entire movie it's well established and then when she says it at the end he kills all the policemen believes her alive well because it's it's him it's Anthony's become the Anthony's become the new host, so he's like, fine, I'll let you go. But he's also he like t- four he other her- guys, though. Four other guys that wouldn't know her. Because when he turned into Tony Todd, he said he's using her to tell everyone. No, you and didn't it- figure that out, though. Why? Yeah. Also, it's a you, racial yeah, thing. Yeah, I was about to say, did you get not understand he, that he only killed white people? The original was not like that. The original, he killed both. So that's what was confusing for me. The sec, the main thing though, that was just a little inconsistency for me that I that I couldn't figure. I could it it, it like it, it stuck wrong in me. No, and, I just to, I want to confirm. I agree with you. The bluntness of the message. No, that that's what I was going to get to. Oh, okay. That's what I was going to get to. That is the main full on reason why I did not like the movie. It is in your face what this movie is about. Like it, you there is no mistake yeah. there. Yes, the, and then and the movie even knows it too because remember that scene where the critic at the art gallery is talking is like looking at the mirror and Anthony is standing right there next to him. And he's like, I, what kind of, what kind of douchebag stands next to his, his art and explains it. Right. But that's what the whole movie, that's is. what the whole movie is. Like it's, it's them yeah. explaining their art to us. And I, I just feel like the movie, I wish the movie was more confident in holding back, explaining everything. And I'm not saying the message isn't important or, or taking away anything. I just wish the delivery was better. I think it would have resonated more if it held it closer to its chest and let the audience figure it out. Because I always think if a movie lets you figure out, it has a bigger impact on you than preaching it to you. I, I, I see what you're saying, but I could also see the point of the bluntness because I think this is usually a message that... Um, it's it's so well known as our country. It's like this is the history of our country, right? Nobody doesn't know what happened in our country and still what goes on in our country. But I think sometimes people shy away from those conversations. And I think to have it so prevalent in the movie, it really made you focus on it. And it's a, it's uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable topic. 
But I think that was the whole... I think in the end, they were trying to use that to develop the character of the legend. I'm not David. saying the message is wrong, David. I'm saying the the delivery the delivery is wrong. Like in my opinion, this is if I'm not saying the movie's bad. I'm not saying no one should watch it. I'm saying did I like it or did I not like it? Personally, I prefer movies that are more abstract, not like completely abstract, but enough to let you ponder it and wonder what it was about, what it was trying to say in these scenes. The problem with Candyman is that it explains what it's trying to say in every scene. Oh, you said it. Damn it. Ah, frick it. Um, well, well, if Steven does one more arrogant laugh, I'm going to shove a jelly bean down. All right, face. I'm going to do chocolate or liver and onions. Here, you're a little smirk oh, over there. Liver and onions. <laughs> so this could be, no, sorry, cappuccino or liver and onions. Eh, eh, liver and onions. <laughs> oh, and, gosh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, awful, right? Oh, crap. That, that's so gross. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mmm. <laughs> I will say, Noah, I agree with your consistency things because I think in the original, uh, the original movie, the ambiguity of Candyman. Oh, fuck. Damn it. David, you're getting. All right, the ambiguity of Tony Todd's character. We gotta, we gotta eat before. Yeah, David, you gotta eat that. And uh, eat. and the girl. Holy crap, that was so bad. What's, what was the girl's character's name? David, Helen. don't skip over your. All right, I got. Just take the bullet or dirty dishwasher. Oh, oh gosh, god, that screwed. that was so bad. That was one of the worst things I ever tasted. Liver and onions. No, oh, way. you gosh. didn't even have a bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it tastes like soap. Oh, it's uh, I agree. I'm going to have to take a blue one just to get the taste out of my mouth. But still, kind of tastes like carrots. Yeah, it was toothpaste again. I'll take toothpaste over liver and onions, though. I just I want to go back real quick um, before we go too far off of there from where Noah was. I I I think that's my what I was saying too before was my main issue is with that bluntness and with like. I think I understand your point, David, and I think, you know, as a group of mostly, <clears throat> mostly, you know, I guess Nick is the only really black man here. So we can't, it's like the issue is hard to speak to, but the message is so heavy. Like you do have a real story here. You have a story where the character who's, who it's about like a haunted, a haunted monster who does kill people. But the story is so strong. You almost wonder if you're watching like a social commentary like just like a, a news piece like it's just so like i don't know i i, I divorced myself from it I, that's fine you did but it was really hard to ignore that and like it's not that you have to ignore it but it's hard to stay engaged in the story because you're worried about the injustices and maybe that's the point and i think that's important as a piece but it, it's it kind of like makes you do this dual quality of like it, it's it's too it's too obvious for me like I think a little bit less in your face could make uh, the message just as powerful, but also like more kind of engaged because, and also the rule breaking at the end, it was really hard to get over that. It was really hard to get over the almost superhero quality of Candyman, where oh no, he's not a villainous killer; he's a justice warrior or something. And it and it was a little confusing because like he is a ruthless killer, and it's almost like saying like the killings are just because there wasn't justice. 
And it's like, it's kind of walking this gray line of morality that gets confusing. Um, but that, I think that's also the point. I, I understand that, but it, it, it's draped so heavily in the social commentary. You, you start wondering what the message is. That's my point. Like, it, it, I, I love the movie, though. Like, don't get me wrong. It's just, it, it gets confusing. It's hard to understand the story or the commentary or both. And you start mixing the two so much, you kind of get lost. You know, Johnny, the moment you said superhero, it really struck a chord because I understand that this is supposed to be like, I feel like at the end of the at the end of the day with this movie, they're just like, remember, guys, it's for the culture. The movie is kind of like for the culture, like it's mm-hmm. really just putting it out there in your face. Like, remember, this is for us. When in the last one, like, yeah, it was a cult classic for black people. But it was more so a cult classic because it was just a movie about a black horror icon. That's all yeah. it was. That's what made it great. It wasn't like, it wasn't like any like winks being like, "This is for us black people." This is That's a an wink interesting for us, thought, right? Nick. See, I think though we're also kind of forgetting that in this movie he does kill black people. Remember the two girls in the bathroom? The reason the laundromat guy wants to summon Candyman and so bad is because his two oh, his, his daughter his uh, sister. Oh my freaking. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. He kill he kill he kills all those kids, right? He kills yeah. those two girls. Oh so yeah, not, he kills uh, his sisters. The whole movie's not even consistent in that regard. The, uh, uh, the, oh, I just had rotten egg. David, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. It's disgusting. Yeah. As, I, before we move on to my this my discussion question that I've come up with, Stephen's being awfully quiet. Do you want to say anything? Stephen? I wanted to say that too. I think Stephen being so resistant to speaking because he doesn't want to eat disgusting jelly beans is um it, it makes him eat one jelly bean right now. He has <laughs> to eat one. So so go ahead. This this movie. Okay. So which movie? <laughs> Wait, you do you notice when we say that it's almost like how the movie is so on the tip about its subject matter so the oh, one uh, thing, uh, rotten egg just came up when i burped That's the the one thing i want to ask nick right because i'm i'm very interested in your perspective on this movie uh in relation to like you know the black black experience the concept of uh black trauma uh, being portrayed on the screen, um, you know, the heavy history with a lot of like slave narratives, slave films, and like the difficult uh, tasks that filmmakers and writers have in terms of threading that needle, right, of depicting history of the black community um, in an appropriate and realistic manner, but also kind of shielding them from that pain and suffering that their ancestors might have gone through, right? And this movie touches on that uh, in a big way, right? With the um, the police brutality, the, the gentrification, the exploration of how the art, you know, the artists have like pushed out um, less privileged um, folks um, in that Chicago Cabrini Green neighborhood, right? Um, so, with all that being said, I guess is that the main issue that you have with this film? Is that it just it doesn't explore new ground. Um, it just kind of sticks to the same old formula and just goes through the same old depictions and doesn't really give you anything new to grapple with um, based on your race. Like, cause that's um, one, that's one thing I was wrestling with a lot when I was watching this film. So it's weird because when the movie starts, I feel like it all comes down to when he gets shot because I feel like that scene 
is really what killed it. The way, because like mm. they really surmised the black experience pretty well. Like, yeah, like this is how it used to be. This is where we are now, but this is obviously still what goes on. And look, this is the hood. So like, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, so the, the main character, Anthony, uh, he's, you know, a well-educated black man who almost seems a little out of his element when he runs into the, what's his name? The guy from the laundromat. Mm-hmm. Um, Win- does Winston? anybody know his name? I think it's Winston, right? No. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's, William, 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 William Burke, William okay, so. Birkenstocks. So he kind of runs into William, and like he seemed a little out of his element because like he seemed like you know he's like oh I'm not from the hood no more like I had a better but then you found out he was born in the hood, or at least his mom was still in the hood, but he always seemed a little out of his element. He never seemed like he fit in in his community of art, and he never seemed like he fit in into his hood community. Like he was just a weird out outlier. That, that kind of threw me a little, but, like, it, that wasn't too much of, like, a distraction for me. But it really bothers me that for the whole movie, as they go on, and they're just talking about, um, you know, how life is for black people and the black experience. Yeah. That the end when he gets shot, it's, like, so 1995 yeah. rap video. And I'm, like... Right. I'm, like, this really just killed it for me. I'm, like, you, yeah, guys, couldn't I, have, I, you guys couldn't have treated that with, with, with more care. Those I think cops were blatantly evil, and that yeah, that kind of took away. It was a bit impact. of a it, yeah, it was a bit of a caricature play, right? And then Candyman got super racial. Well, and, uh, you said it. Nick, you said it. Damn it! <laughs> do I still have to do three? No, you can no, do no, one. no, do one. Do one. Just do one. Yeah. They are rough. They are really guys. If you're listening. And you ever buy these jelly bean bean boozled? <laughs> they are so disgusting. Who the hell buys these for fun? That's what no. I want to know. That's like, why I wanted uh, to know why you made me buy it for this. <laughs> in honor of being black, I don't actually like black jelly beans. Like I feel like they're a gamble no matter what because I don't like black licorice. So sometimes black jelly beans can be sugary. Sometimes they can be black licorice-y. Your box came with black jelly beans? Yeah. He has a different box than us. He has a different – he is cooler. So mine can be licorice or skunk spray. Oh man, I still taste the liver. Yeah, I, I'm like I'm really getting disturbed by the flavors that are still in my mouth. <laughs> oh, it's licorice. I don't like licorice though. Yeah, that's better than dirty socks. It, it, it was gonna be licorice or skunk spray, and I'm glad I didn't get skunk spray. Oh god, skunk spray. But I don't like licorice either. It was a lose lose. Oh damn, that sucks. I, th- I think I think what I'm getting at basically is. You're tipping like, towing around an issue that is really hard. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I think okay. I think what I'm getting at with this movie is that like there have been plenty of horror films, and I don't mean to make this racial, but it has to be right because this is what the movie's depicting is it's it's depicting that intersection of American life. But there have been so many movies, so many horror films around white families, around white couples, around you know. Um, white urban legends whatever right like you can name so many of them but for like let's take um the legend of shang chi which is opening uh this weekend right you don't have you don't have black horror films popping up you know like every single year right you don't have asian superhero films popping up every single year so you the community really takes what it can get because hollywood is like here I'll throw you a bone and then I'll go make, you know, 20 different, 20 movies about, you know, not you guys. Right. And for that reason, like the reason why I was curious in learning what Nick thought was like, does he give it runway? Because 
there aren't too many black horror films out there. Like, nope, you get judged just like the rest of them. Yeah, and that's fair, right? Like, I I respect that too, right? But at the same time, like maybe even more so because I expect better, you know. That that's tough. I don't think the director is asking for sympathy. Like, no, I'm no, not saying that. So I don't, I don't think, think he's I don't asking think for that's sympathy. The goal of this movie, I think it's more she, she that's guys. The, that's she. not what I'm. That's not what I'm. It, yeah, it's Nia. First of all, it's a she. Um, but the thing that I'm getting at is that like. I I give it more rope than I would a horror film about white teenagers, like like scary stories to tell in the dark, right? Because I've seen that movie. Well, one of them was Mexican, Stephen. Come on. Oh yeah, I mean whatever. They threw him in as a token, like you know, diversity, diversity. I was about to say but... he looked Indian, but he said he was Mexican. <laughs> but for me, this was made by you know, like I also consider the background. And Are some you calling people... Guillermo del Toro a racist? No. All right, what? just checking. No, I'm just I don't saying. Know. It sounds like you're saying he's racist. He wouldn't cast anyone else. I don't know. The, the it sounds like you got beef with Tel Toro, and I think you should talk to him about it. <laughs> so, Stephen, if, I th- I think maybe I can see where you're going. Um, in the sense that to me, this movie, this movie's like, hey, did you see? It's for black people. Do you get it? It's for black people. You get it, huh? I didn't feel that when I was watching the movie. I was just excited and thrilled and scared at certain points, and I had a lot of fun with it. And like I told you, the reason why I like you really it, didn't feel that. Are you being serious? Feel what? Yeah, like I, I totally agree with Nick. I totally agree with Nick. And it's funny that as like the the black guy on the show who's saying I will judge it the same as everyone else, you feel the need to defend it as having more length. Like it, uh, yes, there's less genres, but it's a movie, and it's going to be judged as heavily as any other movie. Because it's it's they're all competing for our entertainment. Who cares if it needs more space? Like you don't give a movie more space because there's not a lot of room for it. You give it more space because it's great. And I actually think this movie is great and deserves space on its own merits. But you don't do it because of the subject matter and you feel like, oh, it needs to be represented. You do it because it is great. It's a sensitive subject matter that you feel like you need to be less hard on it, less less more cautious about it. But I I, I obviously and if Hollywood's listening, we want more movies with like black this. cast. We want more movies with Asian cast. We want all of that. We want more diversity. And I think the box offices will show that for Shang-Chi and Candyman. It's shown it for Get Out. It's shown it for it. us. Oh, no. You were having a bad night. <laughs> I, God damn it. <laughs> Let me finish my thought before I eat an old bandage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that will obviously we're going to be getting more of that i feel like they're that's the trajectory because that's where the money's going and hollywood only listens to the money they don't give a they don't give a about social politics or anything like that at the end of the day it's their books that they care about right and so the books are showing that people want to see these movies there's no way that you can deny though the movie carries a heavier burden than (laughs) (laughs) you get old bandage Oh god! Oh, a bit of blood come home. I, I what do you mean? I, wait, no, Stephen. I am interested in your point. What do you mean? Wait, uh, I don't really. I don't it carries it carries a heavier burden because it's only one of so many. Versus like you know, like you if you have like these types of movies with all black casts or all Asian casts, is like the the representation matters to a kid who's growing up and loving horror. You know, mm-hmm. horror films as a. Like I can imagine some black teenager like aspiring to be the next Jordan Peele, but he probably didn't have a Jordan Peele before Get Out, right? Like he didn't have mm-hmm. any of that. And so the movie, whether you like it or not, does carry a heavier burden for the community that it's depicting. 
that is like that is so divisive that approach that I can only have role models that are like me. Like I get what you mean, but like I mean, you can okay. be inspired by other other races. Just by, like just because like the best basketball players in the world aren't white doesn't mean I'm not inspired. You know what I mean? Like taking that stance is also. I know what you mean, and I agree that there needs to be a great representation for them to look up to. But you can also just look up to great work. Like, like no one's denying when work is great. And the problem I think you're saying is the great, the great artists and people who could be great haven't found their route to the pinnacle because they've been blocked out. And I understand, I understand that. But I, but when you when you constantly come back to that, not you, but I mean when the constant culture comes back to that point. We start creating divisive places of like, well, only, you know, like this is, this needs to be a representation for black youth. Like they can also be inspired. And I'm sure Nick has been by many other movies and he has no problem comparing the, with a heavy hand. Now I'm speaking for you, Nick. But I, I understand that, Johnny. But, in the but, house, watch, watch nothing but anime. But at the end of the day, <laughs> right? Let's say that Nick grew up admiring Spielberg, Lucas, and Cop- Coppola. And like, Peel. These dudes are old white dudes, right? And like he, there is going to come a point in his twenties or thirties where he's like, "Oh, okay, like you know, like maybe this you know industry doesn't really afford opportunities for like someone like me." And then this type of movie, right? Jordan Peele, the Nia's, like so on and so forth. The types of people that are making these movies kind of break open that that mental barrier for like folks, like for kids, mm-hmm. like who think that way. And I think that's yeah. important, you know. Yeah, no, I, I, I do agree with you. It is important. What I'll say is this movie, if this was like 2007, 2009, I'd agree with you. But we're at a point where we have a few, I would say more than a few. We have a de- decent collection and steady stream of black made cinema. Um, and now we're at a point where we can judge it just as much as we can judge any of those other movies. Uh, because now we're afforded that luxury of having having a collection, so I don't think it can get away with being like, oh, but like you know, it's for the culture. Especially when this whole movie is like, it's for the culture, right in your face. We're afforded the luxury now at this point in time to have so much rich black cinema, like other movies that we can go off of that we can judge this and compare this to. And to me, especially with the original, like this, it, it's not a bad movie. It's a very well made movie, but to it me, is. it doesn't hold up to the original Candyman. I I want. Oh, Nick, you just said it. Nick has to have one. I just wait real quick. I just want to say also, just to be clear, I I still think this movie is great. So like, you know, we're we're like splitting hairs on another topic, but I think it's important because the movie forces you to talk about the topic. Yeah, it does. You can't just talk about the movie. That's the whole huh, point. So of what ready? We're talking about. I'm going for coconut or baby wipes. Oh man! Oh, oh that sounds like a, not a good combo. <laughs> I gotta be careful what I say now. I can't eat any more of these. They are so bad. I got coconut. We're good. Uh, <laughs> all right. I just want to say though, Stephen, yeah. if you made a film, yeah, that was prime was all Korean cast mm-hmm. in America, which doesn't have a lot of what Korean made movies, right? Besides Minari, right. yeah. And someone came up to you, and you knew they only liked it because of the fact that it was a Korean cast. Wouldn't you feel a little disrespected in a way, like a little right. like you're not judging it? You're not judging my movie. You're not judging my movie. You're just giving me sympathy. Or wouldn't you be upset if you if it was the other way around, where you were just like, "Hey, man, I want more story," and the director's mm-hmm. like, "Well, it's Korean. What more do you want?" Yeah, that's a good point too. Right, well, right. Oh, and wait, the- isn't so? That's the that's the whole point of the art directors. And uh, Anthony's conversation, right? 
what you just brought up, Noah. Like, she's judging it for the racial commentary, and he wants her to judge it for the visuals. You mean in the the movie, right? In the movie, when they're standing in front of it. He wants wants her to get it. He wants her to understand the lore, but she's bringing up Oh, but it's speaking too much to this yeah. social commentary. It, the, the sub, the sub tone of irony in the movie is very successful. I think, I think, just to kind of get out of the way, like maybe some misconceptions about how I'm thinking about this movie. I think the movie handled the the cross section of like racial, you know, housing policies, gentrification, like the impact of you know black artists trying to. Um, make their way in a predominantly white, you know, art world, right? Like with the, you had that tension between the art critic and covers all these different issues in a microcosm of this movie. And it does the best that it can to balance all those issues and try to tie loose ends uh, by the end of the film. I think also like, like Johnny said, the way that it depicts Chicago is really really well done and there were just some really great artistic choices that the movie made like that one scene where the art critic gets her gets dragged across the um the window panes yeah the glass and i was like oh that's cool because it's kind of like when he's drawing the um when uh what's his name um i forget his name is drawing like a line of black um paint across the canvas and I was like, there's just little touches here and there that call back to earlier moments in the film. And I love that. Eat that up in a movie. Um, so I think I think overall the movie does a great job. And I understand the criticisms that Nick has about the end of the film where it falls into cliches. And it, I feel like they could have zagged when they zig. And I accept all that. But I think that when you consider the complete package, right? Who made the film? What topics it's considering? The impact that it could have on the community? I think that it was... I think it was a great film, you know, and it did it did what it it tried it tried its best, and it did land its punches like more punches than it didn't. And for that reason, I thought that it was a I thought it was a great uh, great watch. Maybe maybe we should move on to the discussion question, and I'm sure everyone wants Wait, to was know. Was this not it? No, the question is what what was better the first the first can the first <clears throat> movie or this movie. <clears throat> David's reaction. You, you pretty much said it, Noah. I didn't. I stopped myself. <laughs> uh, c- c- oh, it, can, it, can anyone jump in? Uh, go ahead. I, I like the first movie better, though. Mm, I agree. Tell me why. Uh, I, I think just... I know this is a cop-out, but number one, originals just seem to like <laughs> have carry more favor than the sequels. But I think... like I think... Uh, hmm. I I just really really like Tony Todd as an actor in that first one, and I thought he was just so incredibly charismatic as the villain. And I just don't think that the sequel um, made enough use of him. And I don't know if I completely agree with the way that they portrayed. They went in another direction with portraying the villain um, throughout the duration of like throughout the entirety of the movie until the very end, mm-hmm. like. That, that part, I was like, okay, I get why they're doing it. They're trying to show how, like, brutality against the community has proliferated and created more uh, of these guys. But, like, um, I I just, you know, it's Tony Todd. You wish yeah. you just focused on him? 
yeah, I think I think the movie could have. I think the movie might have been more uh, stronger as a result of just bringing him back into the movie and having him in a really prominent secondary role. More. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Just just to be clear, you it's gonna it would be more stronger. Is that is that what you said? More, more, <laughs> more stronger. Is that more what you meant? Strongest. Strongest. <laughs> the strongest. The, the more strongerest. Got it. <laughs> you know what bothers me about this movie? <laughs> I'm just teasing. It, what bothers me a bit about this movie is the fact that they make it seem like Candyman is an evolving. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I didn't even. Damn it. Um, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but. Um, Another, another, one more thing, one quick thing that I want to say was, yeah, I liked how, um, I liked how kind of the new one is very like, it, it's like the clean shaven version of the, the, the original to me, you know, Agreed. it's really Agreed. well, really well filmed and really shiny and sleek. Like, you know, I'm, I like that the art gallery scene kind of comes to mind. It's like really well filmed and the visuals are sharp but that first one just kind of has this like old school like because there you know, were real gangs there well yeah that but like i just think that it 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 depicted a real chicago you know yeah yeah i agree i i agree with you steven i i think the first movie was better because my main reason is the first one felt more like a, a trip like i felt like i was being hypnotized through the entire thing yeah. You never, you never. It was such a weird experience watching it because you didn't know what was going on, she, and that that one scene where she wakes up with the dead Rottweiler head next to her and the mother screaming for her child, like that cut into my soul. Like yeah. no, no movie has ever done since. Like there, that's there, that scene yeah. alone was is better than anything in the second one, just because it, you just felt the raw emotion of the mother who's been trying to protect her child this whole time yep and just gone and, and that was like almost the encapsulation of the movie right you know like her lo- her losing that and what 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 follows and then tony like you said no one can beat tony todd tony todd's pre- he is that character yeah. no one can replace him and i agree they should have utilized him more but I know kind of why they did it, and they kind of want to get away from that, I think. They want to kind of create their own thing, which is okay. But I agree the movie does suffer because of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that scene is perfect because you don't have that type of scene happening in this in the sequel. Like one that's just like, oh, came out of complete left field. You had no idea what what she was doing in that room waking up with yeah. okay now there's blood oh now there's a dog head right next to her and then oh my god there's a woman literally screaming bloody murder right by a baby's crib and you're like what happened like that type of scene didn't happen in the sequel like where it just caught you and just like literally gripped you by the throat you know and was like you know i just like i didn't feel that sense of terror yeah um i thought it was again really well made film really fun like set pieces but like there was a grittiness and like i don't know yeah you know i think someone said it someone said there was real gangs in the film that were filmed like they were in the movie like that is that's hardcore yeah 
you can't get more real Chicago than that having real gangs in your film. I feel like a grandpa in a rocking chair saying all this stuff right now. Hey, no. okay. The old movie's better because I liked it, Mur. You know what? You're entitled to your opinion. Um, yeah. I, w- I will go counterculture, and I would say I like the second one more. Wow. The new one? You mean the new one? The second one. <laughs> Damn it, I've been muted this whole time. Holy <laughs> shit. The third one is in the works. We're discounting. We're dis- well, there, the, there this is... movie has discounted the sequels to the first one, so it goes... It goes the night. What was it? Nineteen eighty-seven. Nineteen ninety-two. Nineteen ninety-two, and then twenty twenty-one. That's how this movie treats it. So that's yeah. how we're gonna treat it. Yeah. So okay, then the original. Fine. Um, I like it more than the original, and I like it because it it just aligns with my aesthetic a lot more. More stylish. Uh, I, I like the style. I like the shots. Like the experience of it is like I always come back to in in film and. I, for me, I think my role here also, and like just my perception of film, I really, when I engage with it, I just want to know about the entertainment. Like, did I get entertained? That's kind of what I'm here for. And I was really entertained by the experience. I really love the original, but I think there's a lot of issues with it, um, which you can listen to the podcast for. But I, I love this kind of style and this feel of film. Mm-hmm. And if there's more horror films, like this, I would be a huge horror fan. I liked the original better because what bothered me about this one is the fact that, um, like, I yeah, a I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to save Tony as like the big surprise reveal at the end. And you know what? You can only put him through so much of this movie because he's really old at this point in time. So you can't expect him to do too much. But what bothered me is that by the end of this movie, or throughout this movie, rather, it goes along with the rules of, like, Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, one begets, like, the one, like, the original, uh, whoever Tony Todd was originally when he was killed to become the, the urban legend. Like, he passed his spirit on to another black guy who ended up continuing the urban legend like no in the original movie that guy was thought to be uh who everyone thought he was turns out they were wrong and they just wrongfully killed the black guy but it was still always tony todd but now they're making it seem like there's a sequence like one begets the other and they all live within each other like they all like like there needs to be a new host and like it's just the cycle continues to the next black guy who may beget the legend. And I'm like, that no, like that makes no sense. It goes against the core rules of it's always Tony. It kinda has it kinda falls into the idea of, you know, urban legends need to like as they're passed down from generation to generation, right? Like part of it, yeah, they change a little bit. They some some details get forgotten. So I think what William's character was getting at was he wanted to create a refresh. For the new generation which is kind of very meta right because you know this movie well yeah it looks like he movie. wants he wants the legend because everyone it's they the mom even says like everyone agreed to not talk about it anymore and we knew that as long as we talked about it it technically wouldn't exist anymore and he wants people to talk about it again because he wants he wants to have um like he wants it to thrive again but what bothers me is that it makes it seem like first it was tony who was the original urban legend and I get that people in the original movie. My point is that people thought Sherman was the urban legend when Tony was like, no, it's been me all along. But now they make it seem like first it was Tony Todd's character. 
then it was Sherman who became the next one, and now Anthony is the next one to who's he's the next one in line to unfortunately assume the fate of the fabled man of candy. And that just to me, like that's that's so Avatar: The Last Airbender. Like, there's no cycle. It's always been Tony Todd's character. He's always been it. Yeah, I think it just fits better into their theme and uh, the the plot. If you're gonna go and try to respect the original source material, you go all the way. You don't pick and choose what you want. David, I think you're the only one that has an answer. I would just say personally, for me, just and and nostalgia plays a big thing of it because Candyman was one of the first horror movies that I like saw that like gave me nightmares i would say the original is better why is the original better why is the why is the original better i i I brought it up a little bit earlier there was like more like mysticism and like allure in the original one like you knew tony todd was like there i'm I'm gonna say the name just because i i I don't like keep saying tony todd you knew candy (laughs) man was there and i'm hitting my little spinner and you knew he was the one committing the murders, but the movie like with you a little bit. Like it, it all of a sudden was like, well, maybe it could have been Helen. And then you're like, oh wait, maybe it was Helen. Maybe she fell in love with this this urban legend and wanted to like. She got so involved in it that she wanted to. I'm either gonna have to eat, eat toothpaste or berry blue. Um, she wanted to like she became obsessed with it i just think the whole william burke you know reviving a new candy man i'm gonna eat two jelly beans just threw it off a little bit for me i I still really like the movie i liked my experience that's not going to change um even though we've had this conversation but i would have liked it a lot more if it was more like the first in the sense that we went along with Helen. We were, we were pursuing. Oh God, I gotta say it again. We were pursuing the Candyman lure with her. We were learning about all the details with her, and I feel like the new one was a little bit more tell, don't show. We had a lot of people giving us a lot of exposition, and I really feel like that was to catch up the younger viewers who may have not not seen the 90, 1992 one. They want to make sure everyone's at the same pace. But I think it would have been more intellectual if we were learning the lore along with with Tony, with Anthony. All right, all right. Let me uh, let me pay my Third let one. me pay my my pendants. It's it's either all right. This is very blue or pendants, two, pendants, not pendants. All right, berry blue. Nice, nice, nice. It's buttered popcorn or rotten egg. You like rotten eggs, though. It tastes well, like it's no old. Oh, nope. The rotten egg mixed with the berry blue. <laughs> tastes a lot worse now. Because uh. it's, like, overwhelmingly <laughs> sweet, and then you got, like, like, if you're trying to eat, like, a candy bar and broccoli at the same time. Oh Lord! All right, Peach, Peach, save me, please, please, <laughs> David. A candy bar and broccoli it would be way better than that. Oh, oh God, Peach, please save me. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you. It was Peach. Oh, that's really funny. Oh, was, oh man, that was worth it. That was what? worth the ride. All right, so so I guess that turns out that um, four of us like the original better, while Johnny liked the new one better. 
Because mm-hmm. this movie both respected the original and then kind of rewrote it. So it's it's treading a weird line with its relationship with the previous one. So I was interested to hear what people thought of, you know, if it did it better or if it, you know, what it did. So it is a little hard to talk about this movie, you know, because it's, it's talking about such a sensitive subject, I think. You know, you don't want to be disrespectful when you. Yeah, good like, thing we got Nick here. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got Nick's, Nick. Nick gives us credit, out. right? You have Nick, to. Nick got the, gave us our black hole yeah, pass. I pat out the runtime. What can I say? <laughs> you have to address it though, right? Because otherwise, you're like you're robbing avoiding. the story. Of, of course, and but also like if we if if a group like us feels like you can't talk about it, then what's the point of a movie like this? Right, like, you, like the whole point is, you need to have discord. Yeah, you need to have discourse. Exactly. No, that's that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we can move on to recommendations unless anyone has any final words they want to say. No, I'm good. Stephen, is there any word that you'd like to say? What movie did you like? What movie I, did you like, Stephen? I did a pretty damn good job, though, guys. You did. I? <laughs> I screwed myself so many times. I thought I would get away from Scott Free. All right. Granted, all right. you talk the least, but we'll give it to you. Whoa! I, I feel like talk. he owes it to us because he said it four times in the beginning just to be like, "Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, get it out the way." Four jelly did... beans. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, just, just one. Dave, he technically doesn't have to. He doesn't have to eat one. Technically, yes, he does. And what's the point of buying him if you don't eat one? David, do you recommend this movie? If so, to who? And then give it a score out of ten. I recommend this movie to horror fans and fans of the original and teen to you know high school to college age kids because uh, i think young people okay. are very involved in social issues and, and want to be interested in it and i think it is a well made a well enough made movie and it has an it has a pretty powerful talks about a pretty powerful message in it that i think could open up like we've had a lot of discord and I think young people need to hear more about having a discord versus kind of the cancel culture that's so prevalent nowadays. And mm-hmm. I think if, if anything that causes good, healthy conversation, good, healthy discord, I think is worth watching. You mean, you mean discourse? discourse sorry. Yeah. But we, we communicate using discord. Yeah. So I, it's just another. It's just another. It's just another uh, hitting it out of the ballpark, or missing the exactly. ballpark. Okay. David, what's your uh, score? I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. I, w- I would watch. All right, Nick, did you do? Do you recommend this movie? And then what's your score? I recommend this movie to. I feel like if you seen. The original, then you kind of owe it to yourself to see this movie, so you can form your own opinion about the rest of this mm-hmm. uh, about the series as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you watch this movie, I think you owe it to yourself to watch the original. You can't just go off of this. Um, so like it's kind of like if you do one, you have to do the other. In my opinion, like mm-hmm. you have to go to mm-hmm. both. Like you can't just do one or the other. Um, so I'd recommend it to anybody who's seen the original. Or I'll recommend this to anyone who really wants to get into Candyman. Oh, if I just said it, damn it. Oh, <laughs> as soon as I said it, I was like, damn it. <laughs> All right. Go for it. Dead fish. So I have one that I haven't been picking. It's either what Strawberry Jam or Centipede. <laughs> centipede? Oh, 
I don't even know what the hell that's supposed to be. Free. All right, Nick. Now you brought it up. You have to do it. All right. Can I finish my thought first? (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Um. So I'd I'll recommend this to anybody who's seen the original and anyone who really wants to get into this movie, this story, this urban legend of sorts. Um, and I'll give it a six out of ten. Okay, six out of ten. Right, here we go. I'm gonna get centipede. I know it. Oh, what the? F- oh. <laughs> <laughs> what does, Can what you does describe it? Taste like? Describe it in vivid de- detail, please. Paint me a picture. Well, it feels like little legs in your mouth. Yeah. It tastes like. <laughs> I don't know. It's a really. It's like. <laughs> oh. Nick, was it that bad? It was it that was bad. It was not good. I'd rather eat the canned dog food. So Nick does six out of ten. We're moving on to Steven. Steven, rec- yeah. do you recommend this movie? If so, to who? And what's your score? Well, I I, I recommend it to anyone who's a fan of horror, um, uh-huh. and who who ever has seen the original, and who hasn't as well. I would recommend you see the original first. But I think that. Um, yeah, I would basically this is a this is like the widest recommendation that I could possibly give for this podcast. Um, I think that it's worth watching, uh, especially in theaters. I think you'll get um, a fun kick out of it because it's, uh, it's definitely a ride. And um, I, you know, overall, I enjoy the experience. I walked out of the movie theaters satisfied with it. I, I had a ton of fun. I have a few gripes here and there, but I think that overall. Candyman is a is a solid solid movie, and my there final it is. my final score is um, a seven. Seven. All right, which one? All which, right. which color should I? Dead use? fish. There, so gotta, I. You gotta do the dead fish one. Oh. No, I'll just do the dead fish. It's either going to be strawberry, banana, smoothie, or dead fish. Yeah. All right. I got one. I swear to God, I'm holding it in my hands. I'm eating it right now. Okay. A strawberry. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> smoothie. Son of a... <laughs> I have a peach in my hand. I'm going to eat it. <laughs> you got bark. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. Oh, that tastes so bad. That's I literally, so I, bad. It's so bad. The mouth, it, it lingers in your mouth for a while, too. Ew. Yeah, it doesn't go away. <laughs> Even after you drink something, it doesn't go away. I need alcohol. <laughs> Johnny. Johnny, 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 Johnny. What's my recommendation? What huh? is your recommendation? What is your score? We both, we all know you like it already. So oh, it's interesting to hear your recommendation. I am recommending this. I think you should start him young. You know, start him young. Uh, I knew it was going to I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Um, what's the rating on this movie, actually? Is it's an R? R. It's an R. I think it's appropriately rated. So okay. I would say I would stick to the age category. I think there's some pretty gory and violent subject matter. Um, but whatever, yeah, 17, 18, tail end of high school, fine. Um, but I think I – think I think if uh, I think most people in that age group could or should watch it. I think the movie is trying to do a lot, and I think I think particularly people who are visually um, visually compelled aesthetic, if they find themselves creators in that world, they're gonna love this movie. 
think it's a lot of fun. Um, I, you know, it's really funny when I first, when I left the theater, there was something bugging me and I, and it is what you said, Noah, but I really like, I really loved it. Like I was like, I'm going to give this thing a 10 out of 10 just to spite them. Oh. But I, I'm not going to because I do have a couple of those issues, but I will give an 8 out of 10. Wow, nice. Johnny with the highest score of the night. Yeah, Johnny, I, I have to say I, I'm very surprised that you like this movie as much as you do. You don't think because of the aesthetic, Steven? I would No, I, I, yeah. I, think, I think that's part I, of it, but I, I think it was quite brutal too. So It was very brutal, but, I, but it wasn't scary. Yeah, it was tame. Right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish this off. That sounded dirty. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. That sounded dirty. <laughs> Um, um, so I will recommend this movie. Horror fans will like it, sure. People that watch the original should watch it, of course. But I, I just think it's like one of those polished Hollywood horror movies that would that would just be very enjoyable to watch with people. And like everyone said, if you can watch it in theater, because that definitely improves your experience. So my score. I'm going there like see there's so much to like about the movie and it does so many things well but for me personally that major pitfall with the on the nose and somewhat of the clichés I just I just have to go same as Nick with a 6. Yeah, doggy. So that gives us a final score. Final average score is a 6.8 so that's a 7. Oh, wow. I was right on the money. Thank you for listening to this episode of this movie. <laughs> What's the name um, of the movie? No, no, no. No, 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 no. No, no yes. more jelly beans. Come on. No more jelly beans. Uh, I'd like to say just on the record to to the company Jelly Bean, you <laughs> need to stop making this product. You make the good ones. If you make another bad flavor, I swear I will sue you. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, now, Nick, eat, eat just a handful of jelly beans. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Next time on Spooky Screen, Nick will eat all the dark, disgusting jelly beans. Will it be cow's anus? <laughs> oh, my God, David. Will it be snake testicles? Snakes don't have testicles, David. I want you, David. I want you to draw snake testicles, please. Or moldy asshole, (laughs) David. What's David? Come on! Oh my god! Why is somebody that is moldy? I think David wants to be like an adult entertainer (laughs) because this guy is just on another level. I'm just. That's so gross. It's not even just somebody's butt, but it's moldy butt. Like, ew. Like, do you ever, have you never washed your ass once in your entire life that your butt's moldy? Like, oh my God. <laughs> Next time on The Spooky Screen, we're watching Malignant. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it doesn't even taste like moldy cheese, it just tastes like. Tastes like moldy asshole. <laughs> Stop it! Oh my god! It just tastes gross. It's not even like moldy cheese. It's just... Nick, Nick, fi- finish it with the moldy oh. cheese in your mouth. <laughs> Nick, pleasure. <laughs> finish it. Catch us next time on the spooky screen. Oh. <laughs> what is wrong with us? What is wrong with us?
It's like Spider-Man where he's where Green Goblin breaks in and he's like, finish the prayer! And she's like, deliver us from evil! <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Oh, oh. Um same uh, numbers as him. So it's malignant. <laughs> malignant by oh, no, James I'm sorry. Swan. <laughs> um okay. Next week. Mm-hmm. Will we watch Malignant? Is this no, like a I, practice? I've got my jelly bean ready. I'm just. Will we, I really just, will we watch Malignant? I just really don't will want to eat the jelly bean. Moldy cheese. Will we watch Malignant? Find out next time on Girls in one Spooky time. Screen. You could use that one. That was. Uh, I want. We gotta be consistent. Okay. Find out if we watch Malignant or Two Girls in One Cup. <laughs> no, just... David. Stop it. You're banned. <laughs> Band hammer. He said you're fired. Too nice to get right. canceled. <laughs> David's untouchable. <laughs> By the way, this, this, this jelly belly box is going straight in the trash after that. Oh, no, come on, give, give at least my one joke. to Jackson. So he's he's no, so he's scared. I would never so do that. Scared of Katie. So he's scared of poor kids. Scared of David. You do it to Camilla. You do it to Camilla, and I'll do it to Jackson. How's that? Candy yet? I won't. Uh, well, then what are you? Go. How are you gonna go tell me what to do with my kid? I just said it as a suggestion. Oh, bitch. <laughs> you know what she? You know what I love she, how your kid. Your kid's too good for candy, but my kid can eat <laughs> bad candy. Okay. You know what? She actually did open this box because I left it on the table this morning, and she had her like she was reaching for them, and I was like slow motion, no. And I yanked the box out of her hand, and she started crying. That's funny. I, I sh- She's like, what let a me good dad. Either. What a I good dad. I should make your daughter cry. Yeah. <laughs> All she right, didn't Nick. know what she was getting into. Nick, come on. Okay. Uh, this jelly bean. I'm looking at it, and it's looking at me, and it's just like, yeah. It's like, it's I, I know it's going to be. It's, and I'm wait, what, what is it? It's caramel popcorn <laughs> or what? Where's the box? Moldy uh, cheese. Oh, moldy cheese. Oh, my God. You know, if I think back at the flavors I ate, I can vividly remember what they tasted like, and it almost ends up in my mouth again. It's All like right. the mind, mind memory association. <clears throat> this goddamn jelly bean. <laughs>